Well, it was huge. Um, yeah, the second was terrible. Terrible. Odd man rush after odd man rush coming the other way. Um, so obviously a lack of detail in that period. Loved our first though. First was great. To come out of that 2-2 didn't feel great. You know, it reminded me of the game in Chicago where we had a really good period and ended up 2-2. But it... so 29 minutes, I mean, you probably don't want to play him that much. So what do you kind of need to no. see from everyone else? Today? More. To I need to see more. But we're playing to win. I'll play him 39 minutes if I have to. You just heard from Jared Bednar, head coach of the Colorado Avalanche. And this was Thursday night following the Avalanche's 6-4 victory over the Ottawa Senators where they had four power play goals on five opportunities. Sorry for burying the lead. Nathan McKinnon with a four-goal game, the first one in a Colorado Avalanche sweater, which is mind-boggling to say out loud, but the reality is I don't remember another four-goal game that this team has had, not from Peter Forsberg, not from Joe Sackick, not from Milan Hayduke, not from anybody during that era and obviously not from Rantanen and McKinnon during this most recent era so the first four goal game in Avalanche history goes to Nathan McKinnon he adds an assist he has five points the Avalanche like I said are four for five on the power play it was a nice bounce back from a tough game against the Chicago Blackhawks but it wasn't a perfect bounce back by any means these were very negative sounding quotes from Jared Bednar and I purposely clipped these ones in because it says all you need to know about this team right now, that they are good enough to be putting up the points that they're putting up. They are good enough to score the amount of goals that they've been scoring and the number of points that they've been accumulating. But they're not good enough for their own standard. And I'm going to have to agree with the coach here. The Avs are 5-5 five and five in their last 10. They're 20-11-2 on the season. 42 points, 636 save percentage, which is uh, third in the Western uh, not in the Western, but in the Central Division. In the whole league right now, the Avalanche ranks sixth in total points and points percentage. They are a little bit lower. I believe they are eighth. So what we're seeing right now from this team is, first of all, a lot of goals against, 103 goals against. Of the top 10 teams in the NHL, the only one with more goals against is the Toronto Maple Leafs. And they've got 104 and three fewer games, and they just got put up got lit up with a nine spot against the Buffalo Sabres in Buffalo on Thursday as well. Um, but what you heard from Jared Bednar in the first part of that quote was how the second period was terrible, tons of turnovers, just, you know, later on in the game, he said that it was embarrassing, I think was the word he used, or ridiculous. And he went on to speak about how they are still giving up a ton of odd man rushes. Alexander Georgiev gave up four goals. There's one, potentially two of those that he would want back. Obviously, there was a couple of fluky bounces, the one off Makar's stick and the crazy one that bounced in off of Taves' back and went right to the Ottawa guy. Um, but he really locked it down the second half of that game, like genuinely, genuinely locked it down. After it was 4-2, to two, the Ottawa Senators had a ton of opportunities to score again. And they led 4-2, to two, and they could have built on that lead. He made a ridiculous sliding pad, door, uh, pad back door save on Brady Kachuk, and then held his ground and kept his pad firm on the ice for the rebound. That came late in the second period before Miko Rantanen scored. That was on a power play when Jack Johnson was in the box for cross-checking. That could have made it 5-2 to two game over. But because of that save, they kill it off. Then the Avs get a power play and look like crap for the first minute of it. Then suddenly Miko Rantanen scores 4-3, to three, going to the third period. The rest is history. McKinnon, Rantanen, McKinnon. So the first part of that quote that you just heard, the first question was that second period and letting the game potentially almost get away. 
this says a lot about the avalanche. You know, there is something that I've been holding on to for the last couple of days. It's that following the three to two loss of the Chicago Blackhawks back in January, the one we all remember where they just barely squeaked out, uh, where they just barely got out of there. And well, actually, no, they lost. They didn't just barely get out of there. I'm mixing up a couple of games, but they lost three to two to the Chicago Blackhawks in Chicago at the United Center. They were 2017 and three. It was the 40th game of the season. And suddenly they were out of the playoffs, both in points percentage and in total points. They were on the outside looking in and people started to question the team. Obviously, they had been dealing with a ton of injuries and things like that. But Nathan McKinnon was back. He came back New Year's Eve against the Toronto Maple Leafs. He had been back for, you know, well over two, three weeks at that point. But the Avalanche just couldn't get out of their own way. They lost 3-2 to two to the Blackhawks. It was time to bounce back. They came back home at Ball Arena two nights later against the Ottawa Senators. And they beat them 7-0. to zero. Two nights later, the Red Wings came to town. They beat them 6-3. to three. Then they went to Calgary, Vancouver, and Seattle and won three games in four nights and completed a five-game homestand. Or, sorry, a five-game winning streak right after that Chicago loss. This time around, it was a little bit different. Once again, they lost 3-2 to the Blackhawks. Once again, they needed to bounce back. This time, the Devon Taves quote took center stage and kind of was the sole driver of this Avalanche team needing to make sure that they have a better performance. A lot of the stuff Devon Taves talked about didn't happen. The players that aren't playing well still weren't playing well. The top line was still leading the charge. He didn't necessarily say that outright, but he did reference that there's a lot of players not playing well. And obviously it's because right now the top line is ultimately the only the only line clicking right now you know the avalanche had six goals on those six goals they had a total of looks like 17 16 15 they had a total of 14 points how were those 14 points allocated mckinnon ranton and nichushkin combined for 10 taves and mccarr combined for three that's 13 that leaves one extra point for everybody that's not the top line and the top pair jonathan Druen the primary assist on that first goal with the give and go with McKinnon. That is the only point that came from not the top line, the top three forwards and the top two defensemen. And in six goals, that's bad. So that was the first part of the quote. The second part of the quote that you heard there was Valeri Nichushkin, who, man, stick taps to that guy. He is unbelievable. He is better than I ever thought he could be. Val Nichushkin has 13 goals, 11 assists, 24 points in his last eight games. Sorry, 18 games. 24 points in his last 18 games. 13 goals in his last 18 games. He's also quietly on a six-game point streak where he has five goals and six assists for 11 points. Like just mind-boggling numbers for this guy right now. He looks incredible. So... You have Nichushkin playing 29 minutes, and he's playing 29 minutes because unlike McKinnon and Rantanen, Nichushkin plays a ton of PK time as well. So when you look at the split, let's look at the top line and the top D pair. Devon Taves, 25-15. He played 7.58 of shorthanded ice time, but only 45 seconds on the power play. Kale McCarr, a whopping 28-26, so right up there with Nichushkin, just about 30-40 seconds behind. 5.40 on the power play, 6.34 shorthanded. Let's skip over to Miko Rantanen, 6.25 on the power play, nothing shorthanded. Let's look at Nathan McKinnon, 6.05 on the power play, three seconds shorthanded. That just means he made a line change as a power play was expiring, I believe it was. Well, a power play for the Sens. But then you get to Val Nichushkin, 6 minutes and 25 seconds on the power play, just like Miko Rantanen, which leads the team, 
522 on the PK, which leads all forwards. The only guys that had more were McCarr and Taves. His five, well, I'm sorry, Logan O'Connor had 533. So right up there with him at 522, but they're always paired together. His 522 plus his 625 plus his 1718 at even strength. And that 1718 is more than both McKinnon and Rantanen, which I believe led the entire forward group and was only second to Bowen Byram. He's playing a lot. He played 2905, and you heard Jared Bednar, we're playing to win, and if I got to play him 39, I will. It harkens back to a quote last year where Jared said something similar to me about Nathan McKinnon. He said it with a lot more sass and pizzazz, I want to say, last year, and I've never used that phrase in my life, sass and pizzazz. But I asked him about Nathan McKinnon's ice time climbing, 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 and he outright said, if I have to play him 30, if I have to play him 29, I will, because... It's ultimately a cry. To me, it's a cry for help of, I need some top six help. Arturi Lekkanen is still hurt. We know he's going to come back soon. You know, like I said last time I recorded, I'm predicting between now and February 1st, we'll hear we'll hear or see Arturi Lekkanen again. We'll, we're, we'll hear from or see Arturi Lekkanen in the lineup again, I should say. But the Avs still need top six help. Even if you have Jonathan Drouin on the other pair, on the other wing, with Arturi Lekkanen, you still need a centerman that's better than what you're getting from Ryan Johansson. I still think Ross Colton should be a second-line winger. I still think they should go out and trade for someone like Elias Lindholm. And then I still think your third line should have Druan, Wood, and a new centerman. And then eventually Kovalenko will be in the picture as a winger to kind of challenge both Wood and Druan. And then that would give you Cogliano, O'Connor, Kiviranta, and uh, Olofsson on the fourth line. Pretty good depth. But you got to go out and get a couple new centermen. You just got to do it, and especially a second-line centerman. It can't be a fringe guy like Lars Eller that you play on the second line but really doesn't belong there. It's got to be a real second-line center, someone like Elias Lindholm, someone like the trade the Toronto Maple Leafs made last year for Ryan O'Reilly. That's the kind of guy the Avalanche need right now. Excuse me. So Val Nachushkin's ice time rising is another case of the Avalanche just aren't getting much from their depth. One of my favorite stats to look at is the ice time of the top four centers. Nathan McKinnon compared to the other three. Obviously, it never adds up to 60 because when you're shorthanded and you have Nichushkin and O'Connor together, that means there isn't a center on the ice technically. So it's not that the four centermen should add up to 60 minutes. They would if it was a full 60-minute zero penalty game where you're constantly changing the lines and making sure centers are always changing for centers. But obviously, that's not the case in hockey. So... 2251 from Nathan McKinnon, which is pretty good. Like, that's not crazy, crazy high, which is hilarious that now nearly 23 minutes is considered not crazy high. And especially not compared to Val Nachushkin's 2905. Even if you take out Val Nachushkin's uh, shorthanded ice time, he's still up over 23 minutes and, and beating both McKinnon and Rantanen. That's the wild part for me. So, Nathan McKinnon, 2251. The other three centermen. <clears throat> Ross Colton, 10-24. Ryan Johansson, 10-15. Frederick Olofsson, 9-0-4. You add the three of them up, you got 39 plus four is 43. The three of them played 29 minutes and 43 seconds combined. The three of them were barely over the ice time of Val Nachushkin. The three of them combined for 29 minutes and 43 seconds Nathan McKinnon played 22-51. It's not good. You don't have that middle guy that gets you from the top end to the bottom end. 
If you had Colton playing 1024 and Frederick Olofsson playing 904, but you got a second line center like what you had in JT Comfort last year, Nazem Kadri before that, or if you went out and signed Ryan O'Reilly, if you go out and trade for Elias Lindholm, or if you go out and trade for, I don't know, Adam Henrique or something, and that person's giving you between 16 to 18 minutes, there's your transition from the top line to the bottom six. They don't have that right now because Ryan Johansson is not giving it to them. Ryan Johansson was a minus two yesterday. He was the only forward that was a minus two. He had one shot. He had three hits and not much else. He was invisible once again. He won nine of 17 faceoffs. It's just not working. The Ryan Johansson thing is not working. Jared Bednar knows it. Sure as hell, Ryan Johansson knows it. And at the same time, you know that uh, Chris McFarland knows it and he's going to do something about it. Regardless, I just want to spit out a couple of uh, great stats here because it is just incredible what the Avalanche are doing right now. Uh, especially that top line is ultimately where I want to where I want to start. First of all, Alexander Georgiev, despite giving up four goals, had a 9-11 save percentage, 0.9111111. And the reason why that is is because he faced 45 shots, so he was great. So that's number one. Um, <clears throat> so that's number one. Number two. Uh, Nathan McKinnon in the calendar year 2023. This is one of my favorite things to look at a full calendar year. So it takes the second half of one season and the first half of another season. Nathan McKinnon, as you guys all know, I said it earlier, he came back from his injury on December 31st last year against the Toronto Maple Leafs. So he has been completely healthy for 81 straight regular season games. Let's take out that game on December 31st because that was in 2022. In calendar year 2023, Nathan McKinnon leads the NHL in points. He's second in goals. He's second in assists. 80 games, 52 goals, 78 assists, 130 points. Just unbelievable numbers. His 78 assists are two back of Connor McDavid, who has 80 assists. His 52 goals are three back of David Pasternak, who has 55 goals. His 130 points are six more than Connor McDavid. Granted, McDavid's played 72 games, so he's got a better points per game percentage. But the most important factor here is Nathan McKinnon is healthy. He's played 81 straight regular season games. If you include the playoffs, he hasn't been injured or missed a game because of injury since December 29, December 30 of 2022. He has been spectacular. 17-game point streak, 17-game home point streak. He has a point in all 17 Avalanche home games. They are 13-4. and four. He has been incredible in every single way. Stick taps to Nathan McKinnon. Stick taps to Miko Rantanen who on that list of uh, calendar year 2023, he is in sixth place, 48 goals, 54 assists, 102 points in 80 games played. Same 80 games as as Nathan McKinnon. He hasn't missed a game. So shout out to Miko Rantanen for that. Kale McCarr, 71 points, I believe in 53 games it was for the calendar year, but he has been great. He came back yesterday, something that we're not talking about because of what the top line did. Kale McCarr was back after a three-game absence, two assists, casual 28 minutes. And of course, a major, major shout out to Val Nichushkin, who after putting up three points yesterday is over a point per game now. He has 15 goals, trailing McKinnon and Rantanen, who have uh, 17 and 18. 15 goals, 17 assists, 32 points in 31 games. He hasn't missed a game yet. He's been healthy. His last five games, 29, 25, 23, 27, 22. In that stretch, five goals, four assists. Playing a lot, giving you a lot, doing a lot. He wasn't a minus in either game, despite the Avalanche losing a couple of them. 
So shout out to Val Nichushkin. Shout out to what the Avalanche's top line is doing. You're going to need to see more from the depth. I know those quotes from Jared Bednar sounded a little bit negative, but that's just the way the cookie crumbles right now. The Avalanche need more from their depth, and they know it. Jared Bednar knows it, and that's going to be the main target between now and March 8th. They have the bottom six depth. They have the health this year. This is not 2022-2023. This is 23-24. This is a team that can win the Stanley Cup if they make the right moves and add to this team between now and March 8th. We are obviously two days into a seven-day holiday freeze, so they can't make those moves right now. But that's it for me. I hope you all enjoy your weekend. The Avalanche will be back on Saturday against the Arizona Coyotes before playing the Coyotes again on the 27th. During that holiday break, they'll have three days off. You're listening to Hockey Mountain High, your go-to Avalanche podcast presented by Superbook Sports live on milehighsports.com. This is Arif Dean. We'll chat again soon.